Public health is one of those things that most Ohioans don't often think about when things are going right. To the extent that they do know what local health departments are doing, they tend to notice only when problems arise. That's because when we do public health right, there's a lot that we risk taking for granted, from food safety in restaurants, to the condition of medical gas lines, to mitigating risks posed by mosquitoes and spreading West Nile virus, to much, much more. Long story short, local public health departments are staffed by committed professionals who work every day doing things to keep us safe and healthy, things that most of us will never even know they do. Here in central Ohio, in Franklin County especially, our county-level health department, Franklin County Public Health, just turned 100. So we thought it would be fun to talk about the development of the department, what turning 100 means, and what the future may hold. This is Prognosis Ohio, WCBE's healthcare podcast. I'm your host, Dan Skinner. I've been looking forward to doing this episode for a while. Franklin County Public Health was founded on October 24, 1919, on the heels of two epidemics that had hit Central Ohio, a smallpox epidemic in 1917 and an influenza epidemic in 1918. Last month, on October 24, 2019, Franklin County Public Health celebrated its centennial anniversary with an event featuring luminaries from around the state as well as the nation, all of whom discussed what the organization had achieved during this time while acknowledging the real challenges it faces in the present. Our guest today is one of these luminaries, Health Commissioner Joe Mazzola. Before we turn to our guest, just a reminder to please leave a positive review of the show and be in touch with us if you have ideas for themes or guests. We welcome hearing from you on Twitter at, at prognosisohio or by email at prognosisohio at gmail.com. As a reminder, we're in the process of securing underwriting support for the show. Though healthcare and not marketing is my forte, I can tell you that we're extremely affordable and our listeners are really passionate about health and healthcare. Drop us a note if you're interested. Commissioner Joe Mazzola previously served as Director of Health Systems and Planning at Franklin County Public Health. Prior to joining the department, he worked at the Ohio Department of Health, where he held a variety of positions, including local health department liaison. Before working for the Ohio Department of Health, Mr. Mazzola served as the policy and government liaison for the Ohio Tobacco Prevention Foundation and as a regional policy coordinator at the American Lung Association. In addition to being Franklin County's health commissioner, Mr. Mazzola serves as an at-large member of the governing council of the Ohio Public Health Association. Among many other honors, Mr. Mazzola received the Association of Ohio Health Commissioners President's Award in 2015. Commissioner Mazzola has a master's degree in public administration with a concentration in public health from the Kent State University and a Bachelor of Arts degree in marketing from the Marietta College. While these points give you a sense of Commissioner Mazzola's extensive credentials and biography, I also just want to mention that he exudes an absolute passion for work in public health, as well as a love for Ohio that's hard to capture on audio. We're really lucky to have him at the helm of Franklin County Public Health. We recorded our conversation in early November at Franklin County Public Health's beautiful headquarters in Memorial Hall in downtown Columbus. You'll notice that there's a little echo in our conversation, which gives you a sense of the historic and grand setting that this building provides. It was really nice being there. Okay, now to our conversation with Commissioner Joe Mazzola. Franklin County Health Commissioner Joe Mazzola, thanks for joining me on Prognosis Ohio. Thank you very much for having me. We're talking today in, in large part, I mean, there's a number of things we could talk about. Of course, we could talk for hours about public health in uh, Franklin County uh, in, in Ohio. 
But we're talking today mainly because uh, Franklin County Public Health just celebrated its 100th anniversary birthday. I'm not sure what the exact word is you want to use. I was really bummed to not be able to be at the celebration, but I wonder if you could just tell us a little bit about the event itself, uh, how it went, and any reflections you have on it. Sure, yeah, so um, Franklin County Public Health celebrated our centennial on October 24th of this year, so really to honor that, we wanted to have an event that um, really had a a scale and a um, uh, kind of a reflection on public health in our community. And so we put together um, an event that hosted, um, I think final count was about 225 people. Great. Um, these were individuals who are community uh, partners, um, elected officials, um, county agencies, uh, nonprofits, um, the College of Public Health at Ohio State, any number of different organizations that we work with in some capacity. And so we wanted to do is bring all of them together and really talk about the evolution of public health, how local health departments became, uh, how they were created back in 1918, 1919, um, and how the health department, how Franklin County Public Health has evolved over the last 100 years. Um, we started with a social determinants of health panel. Um, these were organizations that really work in certain areas around uh, food access access, transportation, uh, community engagement, and, uh, and other areas of social determinants. And so we had a nice panel discussion about how that really contributes to our overall health and how Franklin County Public Health is partnering with them. Um, and then we had several keynote presentations around the really the, th the th three themes around public health, prevent, mm -hmm. promote, and protect. Um, so we had some national speakers um, as well as um, some highlights about what we do in that space. And so, um, and then all of it was kind of capped off with an address during our lunch break from the executive director of the American Public Health Association. Right, so right. Um, Dr. Benjamin um, was kind enough to, to visit uh, from Washington, D.C and really lend a kind of a national perspective on, on the evolution of public health. And so it was just overall, it was a really great day uh, for us as an agency. Uh, very inspiring, very humbling to see so many organizations and individuals spend time with us that day. And really cool for somebody like Dr. Benjamin to know about a place like Franklin County or the Columbus area to be on that map as well. Yes, yes, absolutely. So the event was obviously a celebration of all the good work you're doing today, but also had this really interesting historical bent to it. I did a little reading uh, some, through some of your materials just to go back and jog my memory on the origins of public health. So if I've got this right, the Hughes and Griswold Acts of 1919 led to the establishment of organizations like Franklin County Public Health and outlined duties that entities like uh, public health departments should be uh, focused on. And it's pretty extensive. I mean, things like data collection, control and prevention of communicable diseases, food safety, birth and death records, inspection, abatement of nuisances, and more generally, all steps necessary to protect the public's health. So I first met you uh, in the context of my serving on the Board of Health for Grandview Heights here, and it was one of the first times that I really learned about how local municipalities work with county departments. I'm guessing that many of our listeners don't really know what public health departments do, what a county health department does in particular, and maybe a little bit about how they interact with municipalities, the state, other entities that people will know about. Sure. So, and could you um, do that in 30 seconds? In 30 too. seconds, yeah. right, right. Um, so, as you mentioned, in 1918, 1919, the Hughes Griswold Acts created local boards of health, be it city or general health 
districts. And so we are an independent political subdivision as created by statute. Um, so as a general health district, Franklin County Board of Health, when it was created in 1918-1919, was um, charged with certain uh, authorities and um, um, and certainly uh, the um, the legislative authority to um, uh, you know protect and improve the health of the community and and as you mentioned there's lots of different ways that, that we are charged in doing that yeah the evolution of the health department the health jurisdiction so we serve uh, as a general health district we serve the villages and townships within Franklin County first and foremost and then city health districts any city which is a population of more than 5,000 has the ability to either have their own health department contract for public health services or merge with another health district, be it a city or a county. So the legislature has given um, cities and counties a lot of flexibility in terms of how those public health services are organized and how they are uh, delivered within a community. Here in Franklin County, we're really fortunate. We, as a general health district, we contract with 14 cities across Franklin County to provide public health services on their behalf. Um, So, um, as you mentioned, Grandview is one of them. Uh, And so our health jurisdiction is around 475,000 people uh, when you add up the cities, townships, and villages that we serve. Yeah, and that excludes Columbus in a sense because Columbus has its own health department, right? That's correct. So how does all of this get organized? I mean, you know, it strikes me, I heard some number, I forget what it was exactly, but it was in the 120s or something like that, different kinds of health departments we have around the state. Can you give me a snapshot of how we think about the state when you think about the fact that we have 88 counties, for example? Um, How should our listeners think about that? Yeah, so in Ohio, we have what's called a decentralized public health system. So um, again, uh, kind of speaks to when the legislature created those city and general health districts, it decentralized, it gave the authority and the powers at the local level. Um, And so, but again, it has, we have options in terms of how we organize and how we implement. Um, So in Ohio, there are 112 currently local health departments, um, not health districts, but local health departments. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so um, here again in Franklin County, as you mentioned, there are two health departments, uh, Harv, Franklin County Public Health, and then Columbus Public Health. Um, and then if you look at the uh, across the state of Ohio, depending on what region of the state you're in, um, you'll have more, more or less health departments by county. So in Northeast Ohio, for example, there are a good number of still city health departments that exist, uh, whereas in Southeast Ohio or Northwest Ohio, um, there's, I think that they're all general health districts yeah. um, and county health departments. Uh, so, um, but then there's, of course, the state health department, which doesn't necessarily oversee local health departments. They don't have a statutory authority over local health departments, but certainly as a public health system, they have a function of coordination and and making sure that we are, um, as a state, um, you know, uh, responding to, you know, whether it's um, outbreaks or, or other, you know, epidemics that we do that in a coordinated way across the state. So when I work with folks at uh, OSU, School of Public Health, or you, you, you look at presentations from the Health Policy Institute of Ohio, oftentimes they'll show you these maps, and um, a lot of the times they'll you know, show us just in terms of the investments we have in traditional medical care uh, through our hospitals and physicians and all of that medical education. And then they'll look at public health expenditures. Well, there's a lot of people in our state who think this is out of whack, that we spend too much money in one area and, and are not, not investing in public health enough. What's your sense of, of where we are, not just in Franklin County, but as the, we, in the way we think about this as a state, as a country? I'm guessing I'm asking a public health county commissioner this question, and you can always use more money. 
but uh, there's a broader cultural kind of tradition in place where we don't typically invest in a lot of the things that public health requires. How do you think about that as we think about where we are 100 years down the line with Franklin County Public Health? Hmm. That's a great question. You know, I think the conversation is starting to change where we do recognize as a, as a state um, that we have not made the investments in prevention um, that we need to. And that's not just investing in prevention in public health. I think that's in public health agencies. That's, I think that's also investing in realizing that when you think about social determinants of health and investing in those areas, mm-hmm. that that's going to lead towards better health outcomes. We know that a good portion of, of our health is determined by where we live, um, by um, the, the housing um, uh, environment that, that we are that we have in our community, the transportation environment, the education environment, et cetera. So when we invest there, we know that, that we will have better health outcomes comes down the road. So I think there's a shift in terms of aligning that those investments with the investments of public health, with the mm-hmm. investments of our healthcare system. In my opinion, it's not going fast enough, yeah. um, but I, I am seeing some encouraging dialogue at the state and local levels that we are recognizing that we need to put more emphasis in those investments upstream and then align those before we have to deal with the health outcomes down the road. Even folks who might be on one side or the other, you know, whether they come from the medical establishment or they're in the public health world, uh, what I'm seeing is that y- you can you can persuade lots of people just in terms of the budgetary aspects of things alone. Uh, prevention is way cheaper than dealing with the downstream effects of a failure to prevent, and that's where public health has a really loud voice. Absolutely. So if you could wave your wand today and let's say I had a checkbook here, uh, a couple million dollars, what would you use it on? Well, I can tell you um, that there's actually uh, an initiative right now to answer that very question. Um, and um, as, as a state, as a, uh, our local health departments have been working to answer that question. We've been analyzing the gaps in our state relative to public health um, and we'll be um, Uh, be able to answer that question, I think, fairly soon. We know that we need to do do more work with respect to chronic disease. Uh, We know we need to do more work uh, with respect to tobacco prevention. Um, We know we need to do more work. Um, We're fortunate in in Franklin County, we just received a a, a very sizable federal grant to address the opiate uh, epidemic. Mm -hmm. Um, But we, we also know that many counties and communities don't have those same similar resources. So if you look at it as a public health system, we want to answer that question as a state. Um, and so we are actually working on uh, putting together information to inform those future conversations. Here in Franklin County, um, I think um, you know we recognize um, as an agency, uh, we want to continue to expand our ability to engage in the community. Um, our jurisdiction is such that uh, we have, um, you know, uh, communities that look differently, um, that have different economic opportunities, um, that have, um, you know, different demographics. Um, And so we want to make sure that we are designing and implementing programs and services that are reflective of those communities. So we want to invest more in health education, health promotion, community engagement, communications, um, and, and really continue to position the health department to address those core capabilities. Um, As far as programs and services, um, you know, again, we want to 
become more involved with those social determinant areas. And so having um, staff and expertise to to work with those um, organizations that are uh, working to address you know the affordable housing yeah. um, issues in Franklin County, for example, or how we're uh, investing in workforce development opportunities. Um, so those are things that we're thinking about. But um, again, the, it's really about um, the, the the broader question is how as as a public health system um, do we need to make those investments? And so I'm excited that we're a part of that conversation and and we're going to be contributing to that discussion here. Um, in the next couple months. So a lot of people uh, who aren't as evidence-based would have just thrown out a couple of quick things. But then again, you knew I didn't have a real checkbook. So, That's right. you know, <laughs> your, your, your careful, thoughtful <laughs> response is appreciated. Uh, and I'm sure uh, is also just a sign of the fact that, you know, if, if there is uh, more funding down the road, we want to use it well. There are probably examples of, of missed opportunities, too. Oh, there, I, would, I would argue that there are. Though the, the money is important, I think what we also want to do is look at policy change. Mm-hmm. And if, if, if you ask me if you could um, take my magic wand and, and make some policy changes, um, that's where I think we're going to find to have the most change moving forward. Funding is great. Don't mm-hmm. misunderstand mm-hmm. me. We I you think gotta fund policy we got to we, we have to fund programs and services yeah. um, and those core capabilities. But policy change, policy system, environmental change is is really where we're going to continue to make the most impact um, and that's where i know we, we have reports at the state level um, that really encourage our state policymakers to to look at policy change and we want to translate that to the local level as well I've just asked you to uh, wave your magic wand. Now I'm going to ask you to take out your uh, crystal ball. October 24th, you celebrate the 100th anniversary uh, of Franklin County Public Health. In looking back, uh, 1919 looks very different than 2019. What does the next 100 years look like uh, if you were to guess what a successful Franklin County Public Health Department looks like? Uh, what are some of the things um, that you've taken on successfully? Mm-hmm. Um, well, unfortunately, I'm probably not going to be here in 100 years, I but I bet, I bet, and my hope and my, um, you know, uh, if I could look at the crystal ball, I would, I would see a health department um, that um, is embracing the, the future trends of where public health is going, and um, I'll kind of expand on that. Mm-hmm. So public health at a national level is looking at a model called public health 3.0. It started with 1.0, which is kind of what we talked about the first 50 to 75 years, um, looking at communicable disease, uh, kind of the more regulatory um, kinds of things. And then it evolved to public health 2.0, where public health departments were um, um, really um, focused on things like national accreditation, um, which we are a nationally accredited health department, one of the first in the state of Ohio to do so. In fact, one of the first in the the country to Mm -hmm. do so. But now we're looking at public health 3.0, and public health 3.0 is really getting upstream and really thinking about how we can use data more effectively and more timely, how we can partner with organizations and bring them into our public health system more effectively, um, how we can continue to invest in national accreditation, and also how we can be the convener of all of those conversations. Public health is a natural, neutral convener for everything um, from issues like tobacco control to, I would argue, to um, you know, uh, 
social determinant kinds of kinds of areas. Yeah. Um, so you know, we are uh, wanting to be a part of those discussions and leading those conversations. So at our centennial on October 24th, uh, what I left the group with was we want to continue to expand our value for the community and the way we're going to do that um, is really by getting more upstream um, doing more things around predictive analytics doing more things around um, community engagement um, really putting the pieces of the puzzle together more quickly so that we can not just respond but we can really get more upstream and, and hopefully predict and prevent Well, I don't know if birthday parties are a thing nationally for public health departments, <laughs> but uh, I want to wish you all happy, <laughs> a happy 100th. And um, I, I do hope that, um, you know, people start to, to realize, as I have, just how much public health departments do and how much we take them for granted sometimes. Uh, they're behind the scenes until something bad happens and then a light gets shined on something, but we don't see just the day-to-day -day work in our communities that places like Franklin County Public Health are doing and doing well. So um, I just want to call attention to the fact that sometimes we don't notice the things that go well. Right, right. And, and you know, for us, we're, we want to be not seen in, in some respects, mm -hmm. you know, you, you, you don't want the foodborne outbreak, you know, you don't want um, the influenza outbreak, uh, you want to see low uh, tobacco use rates, uh, you want to see um, low uh, rates of, of diabetes, you want an environment that supports um, active transportation and food access, um, you know, you want the, uh, the ability for everyone to be able to access health care. When those things are working, you're not thinking about public health, right. and that's what we want. Um, but of course, it takes an investment and a commitment to do so. And, and in our community, uh, we are really fortunate to have both. So, as the health commissioner for Franklin County, uh, what's it like going out to restaurants? I mean, do you uh, do people know that the commissioner's in the house? Or are you able to kind of just eat your meal and not worry about that? I go and I eat my, eat my meal because I know that our staff does does a great job, and I know that our operators take uh, food safety very seriously. So I, I sleep well at night from that perspective that, that we have a great system in place um, and, and I don't think one thing about it. Well, Commissioner Joe Mazzola, thanks so much for talking with us on Prognosis Ohio. Thanks for the opportunity. I enjoyed it. Well, once again, my attempt at humor fell a bit flat, but thanks to Commissioner Mazzola for being a good sport and especially for taking time out of his busy day to talk with us. I also appreciate the help of Commissioner Mazzola's staff in helping us set up this discussion, especially Mitzi Klein, Director of Communication and Marketing. And to everybody else at Franklin County Public Health, happy birthday. Prognosis Ohio is hosted by Dan Skinner and produced by Dan Skinner and Mark Franz. You can subscribe to Prognosis Ohio through WCBE's webpage at wcbe.org, where you can also find the show notes for today's episode, including more information about Franklin County Public Health. You can subscribe to Prognosis Ohio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and really wherever you get your podcasts. We would love it if you'd leave a positive review so we can continue to grow the show. You can also follow us on Twitter at, at @prognosisohio and email us your suggestions and your feedback at prognosisohio at gmail.com. Again, as we continue to grow the show, making it a solid foundation for ongoing conversations about important issues in health and healthcare in Ohio, we're looking for some financial support. If you're interested in underwriting the podcast to bring attention to your product, event, or cause, please be in touch. I assure you that we're worth it. 
Thanks for listening to Prognosis Ohio. I'm Dan Skinner.